You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. I am Tony Payne. And yes, Web3, NFTs, um, seems like we're all having fun, but we know how stressful um, being in Web3 in the NFT space can be. We know how hard being in the NFT space can be on our mental health. And I say this all the time, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your mental health. Um, real recently, um, I saw a somewhat of a breakdown on Twitter from someone in the NFT space who said they were leaving and they went on this long, um, they posted this long thread, um, about, you know, how they thought the space was, um, one way and they realized it's not this way and it's a lot of, um, smoke and mirrors. Um, I say smoke and mirrors because remember I had a piece of art that I had created called smoke and mirrors that I based off the NFT space. It's been collected since though, but you know, that was when I was feeling it. <laughs> um, I channeled it into art. Um, but yeah, and she, you know, kind of went off. She, she didn't kind of went off. She, she did go off and, um, it had to be thinking. There actually have been a lot of people that have left the NFT space because either they've had a breakdown. I've seen people chasing PFP projects, allow lists. And even more recently, um, we just had the, um, mint and I saw somebody go, I haven't slept in two days and they were literally having a breakdown. And I'm, my mental health is, um, you know, I rarely cuss, but I'm going to say S-H-I-T. Um, but I do cuss like a sailor in real life, but not on the show. <laughs> um, S-H-I-T, my mental health is um, S-H-I-T. I, I, I'm not doing this anymore. So I've seen a lot of that. Um, so in today's episode, we're going to be discussing mental health and, you know, just how to take care of yourself. And I am not alone um on this episode, I am with someone who's very familiar with taking care of themselves and just mental health is very um, dear to their heart. The topic of mental health is very dear to their heart. So much so they're part of an NFT um, called Wellbeings that focuses on taking care of your mind, body, and soul. Um, with me today, I have Katzi. Welcome on the show, Katzi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Tony. Um, really, really honored to be here. So yeah, um, I'm, uh, I'm part of Wellbeings, which is a wellness ecosystem focused on helping each other take uh, better care of our mental health, physical and spiritual health. And prim- primarily we live in Web3. So yeah, excited to, to talk about mental health today. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have you. Um, what has your experience? Cause I mean, for, the topic of mental health to be very important you pretty much this is a topic i you know kind of touched on um 
a few times, but you inspired this particular episode. Um, when I reached out to you, I was like, okay, can we do something on mental health? Cause I feel it's important. You inspired that. So, and that's because of something that is very cozy. So can you just give us a background? Like, um, why is the topic of mental health, um, very important to you? Definitely. Now, before I go ahead, Tony, am I able to swear? Is there no, no swear? <laughs> you can you can swear lightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair. I, I, I just, you know, I it's funny. Sure I, I just avoid it. I avoid it only because you know I don't know who's trying to teach their kids about NFTs. Yeah, no, that's um, Number one and number two, because it, once I start swearing, I, I that's why I said I, was like a sailor. Mm-hmm in person <laughs> that sounds like yeah. i try to behave myself you just you know just because i keep it as you know pg as possible <laughs> yeah no, there, a little no. here I'll and subs- there i'll substitute <laughs> yeah a little here and there is not duck. too bad <laughs> yeah, yeah that's no good <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so mental health um i've i yeah so i mean i um i was diagnosed with anxiety and depression in my early 20s but i probably Probably have suffered anxiety and depression since 17, 18, maybe mm-hmm. earlier. I'm not sure, but for a very long time, I have, um, yeah, experienced, uh, mental health issues. It sort of runs in my family. Um, I, I, I managed to have good people around me. So I engaged with a psychologist early on in my early twenties who actually I still see, I sometimes speak to to this day. So my psychologist had a relationship for almost a decade now, which is really weird to think. Um, but, uh, re- so I, and I, so I've, I managed, I've had, you know, very low lows and, and sometimes, you know, uh, highs, but yeah, it is something I have struggled with and it definitely has affected my self-esteem over, uh, you know, when I was younger, especially not being able to put words to what it was that was happening. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's still, it's still not, you know, just mental health is one of those things that it's not easily put in a box. You can't just say, right, this is what, you know, you have, you are, or whatever. Everyone experiences it differently. Um, are there I some, believe. are there yeah. some like telltale signs to look out for though? Like, is there something you were feeling or something, you know, that wasn't right that you noticed that made yeah. you decide? Definitely. I mean, I think I, in certain things I was unhealthily obsessive with um, my image when I was in my early 20s. Um, okay. I had a sort of I feel like it wasn't a very healthy relationship with I, my self-esteem was or my identity was very heavily tied to the way I looked. Um, oh. and I didn't think much of that. Um, but I feel as though anxiety definitely was a big driver behind that sort of thinking. So as a result of that, uh, I, you know, I would constantly be thinking about how people are perceiving me, you know, and, running conversations in my head and stuff like that, which I thought was normal, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, because you're in your 20s type thing, but um, it started impacting on my quality of life. And then there, then it sort of morphed and it changed from that. I stopped I stopped caring about what people think and then started having um, un, like irrational fears around health. 
So oh. it took a different Irrational form. fears around health, like, it's, could you explain that a little bit, please? Yeah, so um, I would like maybe see a, a, a dot on, you know, like, I don't know, a, a sort of a growth or something or a mole on my skin. Oh. And I, I, would, I would jump straight to a skin cancer stage four and I'd be on Google. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, symptoms. Yeah. Um, and then I'd be in a doctor's office. And if I let it yeah. get too far, you know, I'm doing tests that are completely unnecessary. Um, oh, gosh. And okay. Yeah, so that that was probably no, that that happened for quite a few years. I, I was struggling with health anxiety, um, and then you know it would morph again. It just depended on what what was happening in my life at the time. You know, mm-hmm. it depended, of course, you know what what, what job I was working in and what relationships I was in, um, or what you know how healthy my relationships were. But um, yeah, so I guess I, I have struggled with it on and off uh, over many years. But um, and if if it's okay with you, I'd like to share a, a recent experience um, that yeah, really course, opened my of eyes. Of so in 2019, I lost my stepmother to Louis body dementia. Um, that was probably the first time that I'd lost someone that I was close to in my life, um, that I was really familiar with and, and uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, that, that I loved. And so she passed away quite, quite quickly. Uh, it was mm-hmm. over a period of months. And, um, that really shook me. Uh, so I thought I was handling it well, uh, but I, but I wasn't, I was having spontaneous panic attacks, but these panic attacks were different. I've had panic attacks in the past, but these panic attacks were physiologically painful. Oh, wow. I, I can't even, I can't even describe it. It was just, it was, yeah, it was like my whole nervous system was jacked up at once. Um, and I felt, like I couldn't even move. Um, and anyhow, so I, I thought I was dealing with, well, I wasn't, um, the panic attacks got worse. And then I remember there was this one panic attack I had that set off and it was almost as if, so I, we got the news that, you know, that it was Louis body dementia. Uh, I went up to, to see her. And she was hallucinating because that's what, I guess what happens with Louis Bonin dementia, you know, dementia, you start to hallucinate. Um, and she was hallucinating mm-hmm. my biological mother. Um, and oh, wait, I what? was watching. Yeah. So yeah, she was sort of hallucinating, which is, is a normal, um, thing that happens. And I watching her struggle to stay present. I like mm. it was almost, she was at the stage where she was still aware that she was deteriorating, yeah. which is extremely sad to watch, but also terrifying. Um, and yeah, I, I, it triggered something in me and I just had this extreme panic attack that actually ended up lasting or it, it sort of morphed into generalized anxiety. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I had a, a few different labels and I won't get into them, but ge- call it generalized anxiety disorder at a very extreme point. Um, so I went into an anxiety, anxiety panic that just did not calm down and it went on for months. I'd say in total, maybe nine like months. Every, like every, every day? day? Every oh, single day. Wow. So imagine the way I tried to describe it when it was happening to me, um, was imagine being on the side of a cliff, looking down and having that panic, you know, that yeah, fear yeah. of death. And then it just gets stuck at the highest level. 
like a lion's behind you every day all day. It's excruciatingly painful, not just mentally, but physically, because there's no come down. You can't, you can't have a shower to, to calm down. You, you know, there's nothing to calm down. Um, I had no idea anxiety could get this bad or mental health for that matter. Like this is completely yeah. out of my realm of, of normal. And it was um, something obviously it was triggered. It wasn't like, oh, I mean, you've, yeah. you've had the anxiety before, but that particular one was triggered by an um, incident in your life, right? Yeah. So yeah, correct. this is something that, you know, easily could happen to anybody, right? Correct. Yeah. I think, you know, when faced with um, tragedy, you know, near death yeah. experiences, these are all things that can trigger extreme um, mental reactions or, you know, mental health reactions. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, this was mine. Um, and it was unique to me, I guess. Um, one of the things I remember, and I don't always remember everything <laughs> looking back, you know, it's a bit of a blur. Yeah. Uh, thankfully I'm well now I, I got through it. I made it to the other end and I, not only did I get through it, I I'm thriving now in my life. Um, mm-hmm. so just, you know, anyone listening, if anyone's going through something at the moment, um, don't give up. There is hope. Um, and I'll get a little bit into, into, you know, how, how I got myself through it. Um, but okay. at the start, I was very much just a victim to it. I was just, it was an absolute or that this is even possible in the human uh, condition. <laughs> you know, like this was, it was, it's the weird, the weirdest thing is it's, it's such a physiological response that, um, you actually halfway through, like maybe four months in, I actually had trouble walking around the block, just going for a normal walk which was so bizarre to me. Um, trouble as in painful to walk or just trouble? Yeah, like no, as in like literally yourself. coordinating. Like, yeah, like my balance. Oh, wow. Stuff. Okay. So, so what happens is, and I'll give you um, sort of the timeline, um, is so that my sleep, my sleep went first. So your sleep goes. So you're having this hmm. panic response and it's 24-7. And then that obviously means you can't sleep properly. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like two, maybe three hours of sleep, but it, it builds over time, right? So yeah. um, I I then got hyper obsessed about sleep. I was like, if I don't sleep, I'm going to die. Or if I don't sleep, I'm going to go insane. So you, you would like, you wouldn't sleep. And then, and then you know, uh, after like two or three weeks of not sleeping, you felt mm-hmm. like death, you know, knocking yeah. on death's door. And so then you would take yourself, or I would take myself to the doctor uh, and go, there's something seriously wrong with me. You need to do the checks. You need to do a physical checks, right? Because it felt physical. It didn't feel Yeah, m- and mental, they'll find right? nothing, right? And they find nothing, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And so you go, there's, that's not right. There's probably nothing. And it, it, got more, it got more and more intense, the checks. Like I, I, would, I was checking for dementia by the end of it, <laughs> like oh. literally checking that I had dementia. Right. And so, but I was still there. There's still a part of me there, but it's been quiet. And, and I guess scientifically, the way in which I interpreted it, um, what the psychiatrists and psychologists were trying to explain is, I guess that the theory is that your amygdala, which is the fear response part of your brain, is yeah. turned on to its maximum volume. And mm-hmm. the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of your brain that you use to like sort of interact with activities and that, you know, helps you calm down and do all those other things to be human and, you know, go about your daily life sort mm-hmm. of has turned off 
because the brain is sort of and the nervous system has um, identified major threat, like almost as if yeah, it's like far over right? yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, and um, I guess I was in uh, call it I guess fight mode, like going to the doctors trying to figure out what's wrong with me, etc. But yeah, it got it got really bad, uh, and it and only got worse and worse. And the reason it got worse, or well, part part of the reason was, so my partner at the time, she, uh, she left because it was too much uh, to handle, oh, uh, which wow. I un- somewhat understand as well. Um, I can it would be difficult. Um, and then I lost my job at the time as well because I couldn't go into the office uh, because I was so jacked up all day, yeah, you know, yeah. with no sleep. That was just not even possible for me to function as a normal you know, person. Um, and then uh, after that, I, so I lost my job. And then so I was sort of like, you know, just li- living, uh, you know, pretty much poor. Um, luckily, we have a great social support system in Australia. So mm-hmm. I was still able to, to have a roof on my head and food on the table. But then, um, yeah, and then that was that was it, you know. And then obviously you're not that fun to be around, so your friends aren't, you know, calling. the usual <laughs> friend group aren't calling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, so yeah, it was just me and myself, and you know, my brother was in America. Um, he was living in Santa Monica at the time, so he was, you know, sort, sort of uh, focused on his film career. And you know, my mum was still around, but like again, you know. You know, I'm older now, so it's sort of like a touching base. And she, she was definitely doing a lot to help me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was it. It was just me and, and myself just trying to get through. And, uh, you know, I was I was being responsible. I was always seeking help, you know, seeking expert yeah. advice. But experts, you know, like they, they're really – it's there's not one cure for it. You know, you can't just go, oh, I'm going to take this, this pill or I'm going to do this one thing and then all of a sudden I'm good to go. So it was a huge battle, and a lot of the time it felt like I was getting absolutely nowhere. Um, like was, you would was, do- there, was there any, like, you know, I asked this because you kind of obsessed over a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was there any, like, OCD involved? Like, um, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, well, I, think, well, I think it was I think it was sort of, I don't know, I'll call it, I was obsessed with finding out what was wrong with me. Yeah. I could not accept well, the the diagnosis that it was anxiety at a very extreme level. I, di- I couldn't accept that because hmm. the symptoms were so intense, like not being able to walk around a block. I was physically losing weight at a rate that was in- incredibly fast. I actually ended up 57 kilograms. I'm 5'11", near th- six foot. At my worst in this state, um, I was 57 kilograms. And I remember sitting on the weights and going, and then calling in it, like calling a nurse on call. We have nurse on call here. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm 57 kilograms. You probably should have moved me to hospital <laughs> and like something like feed. <laughs> like feed I'm dying. <laughs> Do something. Yeah. And they just like, I no. almost wanted to crack a devs joke with bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Oh, can the devs do, do something? It. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, can the devs. Totally. Yeah, I was calling every dev, you know, I was just like, you know, come on, do something. No, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I never gave up. That was the one thing, right? And, um, I was always at least sort of trying to be proactive and there was a turning point and it did get better. Um, and, uh, partly I think I would definitely have to thank, um, you know, my family for being supportive 
but also mm-hmm. there were some amazing medical uh, professionals that I was able to engage with, my psychologist being one of them. Um, there was an amazing emergency, uh, I don't know what you would call them, now, I guess emergency psych, who was sort of, his specialty was extreme mental health conditions and mm-hmm. he was definitely able to help me. But uh, actually the, the, the biggest inspiration to me, and I don't know if anyone can relate to this, is I actually came across a, a speaker, uh, and I think we spoke about this earlier, Tony, David Goggins. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, he's going to he's going to carry the boats, stay hard. David, like, and what happened was, was I didn't realize how much I was sort of in a victim mindset. Um, and like, I guess I was a victim to some degree, but it wasn't helpful. It wasn't being, it wasn't helpful to me, you know, sort of, uh, seeking what was wrong. It wasn't helpful, like being a, a victim to it. I sort of really needed to take extreme ownership and, and start doing things in my life that I would would have done anyway if I wasn't, you know, sort of ill, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And and sort of regain that normality in my life um, and sort of force myself to do it, even if it doesn't feel as though it makes sense to do it in that moment, it, it, if yeah, it makes yeah. more sense to, you know, call a doctor and go, what's wrong with me? Uh, because everything's so extreme and, and this, you know, the symptoms are extreme. I have to go so and you, like brush my teeth, make breakfast, that thing. Yeah. So you know, you have one, um, I guess, good thing in Australia is you have access to healthcare. Um, yeah. Places, places like America, right? Places like America. If you want to see a doctor, if you want to see if you don't, if you don't have like insurance, even when you do have insurance, you have to pay high premiums or like copay or whatever. Um, for people like that, I'm sitting here wondering, like, people in countries that don't have access to good site um, colleges, and how would they cope? How would they, you know, get through this? In America, America is like a, supposed to be one of the most powerful nations in the world, but a good number of its citizens do not have access to good health care. You know, yeah. it's sad. It's sad to, you know, say but a good number of them do not have access to um, good healthcare. So in that kind of situation, um, and I'm going to pose this question to you, in that kind of mm. situation, let's say I am somebody um, that lives in a country like America or um, you know, somewhere else that doesn't have access to um, you know, good healthcare or free healthcare or, um, or whatnot, um, and I am having these feelings and I'm having these um, um issues um within me what is your best advice for someone like that how would you suggest that they handle it because again i'm I'm thinking oh i can't call a doctor because it's going to cost me you know money that i don't even have right um so someone like that what would you advise them to do that's yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm no medical. Just before I give advice, I'm no medical expert. Um, I'm just yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, just, a, <laughs> I'm just a guy who who went through some terrible mental health problems. But I think for me, um, what really started to help me was to redirect my focus to things that Ooh. I can control and stop sort of focusing on things I can't control. So, um, sort of everyday micro actions to put me in a better spot, you know, uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. 
And I, it, like, it, as simple as, like, for instance, doing it, if it's really hard for me to, to walk around the block, doing it anyway. If it's really yeah. difficult for me to go to the shop and pick up some milk, do it anyway. Um, in terms of no medical access, that is tricky because, it, you know, that helped educate me, right? Like I, my, a lot of the education was coming from the medical experts. However, you know, if you have access to the internet, um, there's some great education through the internet as well. You don't, you know, um, you know, so perhaps doing what you can in your, with what you have, with what resources you have available to you and utilizing yeah. those resources the best way that you can to move forward and get yourself into a healthier position, I guess. That's the, I guess the best advice I'd say, you know, like for instance, if you're really struggling and you don't have a lot available to you, what can you do in that day that's within your control to help you? So whether that is eating healthy, mm-hmm. exercising, these are things that are, uh, I really, really underestimated in, in my, my situation. Um, I thought I had to do something major like, uh, you know, some sort of major medic. There had to be some sort of major medical solution to help me get out of it, but it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Like an exercise, um, connecting with nature, connecting with um, positive family members and people who are supportive. Really yeah. Important. Um, you know, trying to the best of your ability to make yourself safe where you can. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, that, that's what I would say is, is, is what is possible and, and just focusing and, and never giving up. There's a never give up attitude that got me well. And I got, I, I really got inspired by David Goggins with that. Um, because he's all about sort of just, you know, um, do until you die type thing. You know, mm-hmm. Just, yeah, warrior mindset, which is, yeah, like I, I, for me, it was like I didn't want to accept this is going to be my life for the next yeah. five, ten years. Mm-hmm. I had like a fire within me, which was, you know, on one part, I had to accept this is the current state that I am in. Acceptance is a big part of it. It's just like, this is the state that I'm in, right? Yeah. Um, because if you're in negative, if you, if you further fuel your, your negative thinking, with, oh, I should be here, I should be there, I can't believe I lost yeah. this, right? Oh, yeah, I That's do that. That's not going to help. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, do. We all I, do. Do. I think, yeah, I do that. I do that quite a lot. Um, and um, I think my friend says it's because, oh, you know, if you're a lot of, oh, well, I'm classified an overachiever. And um, my friend says a lot of people that, you know, are overachievers, no matter what they do, no matter what it is they're achieving, it's never enough. They want more. Um, they see themselves up here. And no matter what they're doing, they're still down here, right? <laughs> Even though everybody sees them up here, you're seeing yourself like, I'm not there yet. I haven't even done anything, you know. And that actually can take a toll on your mental health. I can tell you that for sure, that that can take a toll um, on your mental health. And then tie in um you know where we're at right now which is where we met <laughs> um mm-hmm. when we tie in the web3 space and you know having everything be so public this is probably one of the things i always complain about that i don't like about nfts is everything being so public facing like i like mm-hmm. to do certain things like i choose a podcast over spaces 
right? Because I just, I like this. I like the intimacy of being ha- able to have this conversation with you without it feeling like a hundred, 200 people watching <laughs> or watching us. It yeah. makes you, it makes you relax, right? Um, Definitely. I'm not as relaxed when I'm in spaces. When I'm in spaces, I'm like, you know, as much as I can sit here and go, oh, it feels good. We're having, you know, great conversation. Um, when I'm in spaces, I'm tense. And mm. um, it's probably one of the reasons I, I mean, I really don't host um, spaces once in a while I would, um, but some people are great at it, you know? So I guess you got to understand who you are as well. Um, know who you are as a person. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to tell you a little story and we're going to kind of dive back into, um, you know, how you were able to, um, work on you or just give us the tea in what your psych- psychologist told you, um, to, and give the same advice. Again, you're not a medical expert. We know give the same advice to the listeners so they can kind of, you know, for those that don't have access, um, kind of have an idea, you know, I know your situation is unique to you and their situation would be unique to them, but hearing it from somebody, um, could kind of, you know, give an idea, okay, go in this direction. Right. Um, so I think it was sometime this year, um, I had bought into this NFTs called Sunny's and one of the founders had a breakdown. It was really bad. It was really bad. And I don't know the history. Um, I don't know his history, but apparently it's something, you know, that he has had before pre NFTs, but he had it pretty much just locked everybody out of discord, <laughs> you know? Um, and they were scrambling to, they had to open a new discord and scramble to move all the members to the new discord. And it pretty much signaled the end of that project, right? It signaled the, I guess the beginning of the end of that project. I felt maybe they could have redirected the focus of the project to focus on mental health. Like literally your founder, just one of your founders just had a breakdown. Let's put emphasis on this thing. Cause there are a lot of people, I mean, a good number of people having breakdowns in web three. I see it, mm. you know, yeah. I see it, I see it. So I feel like, um, you know, it's fair enough. Everybody has their lives. We're busy, you know, being people go about their day. Um, I feel like sometimes we need to slow down, you know, we need to slow down and look at these things. Cause I don't think anybody's immune really. Right. Um, you say it started when you were maybe 17. Um, I'm sure when you were maybe 10, 11, you didn't think, oh, when I'm 17, I'm going to be having um, these issues. Something triggered it. Something in you triggered it. Um, and we don't know what kind of composition is in our bodies, right? Uh, what could happen? Um, so I think it's so important to slow down and, you know, talk about these things and hear from people and their experiences. And, um, which again brings me to the question, um, what are the, what are some of the things that were told to you? Um, when you, I don't know if you sat on a chair, like you said, I was going to say you sat on the, your psychologist chair or, um, <laughs> what I know, so cliche, yeah. right? Like you sat on that chair. Um, what were some of the things or what were some of the things? advice that was given to you well one of the yeah one of the advice was to actually despite all the 
horrible symptoms and, and uh, you know, the sleepless nights and, and the, the pain, the physiological pain that I was experiencing, which was quite intense. One of the, mm-hmm. the advice was to not focus on it. But it's so, like, everything in your fiber is telling you to focus on it. Exactly. Right? Um, so it's not easy to do. It's not as easy as just going, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to focus exactly. on, I'm just going to watch a movie. But you couldn't even watch a movie. Like I couldn't, I remember sitting there trying to watch movies and I can't understand just what these people are saying. That's how hard it was for my brain yeah. to actually even just digest information. And, um, and that was, that's where I started thinking I had dementia, but, um, which was obviously not true, but yeah, uh, I, it's all, it was yeah. all in your head, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess some, some okay. degree, yeah. Some degree, um, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all my head. But yeah, I think, yeah, I guess it was, um, but yeah, you really had to, re- I really had to retrain myself, like refocus, reshift the focus to something else. Yeah. Um, and, and I wasn't, you know, even if I wasn't successful 80% of that day, even just doing it 20% and rebuilding the muscle and, and basically trying to regain control of where I want my brain to be focusing, you know, and, and finding that inner calm again. Um, and yeah, that t- took months, months of practice to get back. Um, mm. but that, that's what, what I think from, you know, sitting with a psychologist, psychologist kept, like he, my psychologist was so patient with me. Like sometimes it was so bad. Like instead of, I would sit in there, I was like, I have to call an ambulance. I'm, I'm like seriously going to either die right now or, or something's going to happen. And then I would just call my psychologist and he would take my call at like 8 p.m. at night. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do it all the time, obviously. But in extreme situations, I would text him first and say, hey, are you available? <laughs> and, he said, and he would be like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And, and he would. Here, run, I go, he would, here I go about to crack the I'm bad. Um, I was going to say, and then your psychologist stored your name with do not pick up. <laughs> I'm, <kidding. Go> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually so surprised he didn't. No, he was super caring, super, super caring. Yeah. Um, and he was sort of, you know, he would just remind me, this is, can't kill you. You know, this is not having, you know, blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera. But even yeah. him saying that, like it would, it helped to some degree. And then, you know, I'd be back at it the day after again. So do you think um, it hearing it, hearing it from, do you think hearing it from someone else helped? Like, do you think hearing him assure you, um, that this I think is it did. not gonna, okay. I think it did definitely. He, he and I spoke about after the fact, after I've gotten better. Um, he was saying to me that he felt as though he was too easy, like too gentle on me and he, and he mm-hmm. should have kicked me a little harder. And I think, I think he, he thinks that was because when I started listening to David Goggins, which is, you know, like, um, all about like, do whatever, whatever makes you afraid, do it anyway type mentality. Um, mm-hmm. like becomes, becomes scarier than the stuff that scares you essentially. And that's what I had to do. I had to become, I had to no longer be afraid of the symptoms, no longer be afraid of going insane, no longer be afraid of dying, but genuinely not afraid of it. So I just remember like slowly accepting. And, and part of that acceptance was like going and doing things. That did, did I like I that I used to do right um, in everyday life, um, yeah. And trying to re is it assimilate is that the word um, mm-hmm. re, or mm-hmm. integrate back into into society, right? Society. And, and yeah, because you know the first thing you do when or I did did was to retreat, retreat into my house, you know. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think this this can be. Web three, right? Like, as in, there's a lot of people in Web three. I'm sure 
who are doing this, which is, you know, retreating into their room, just yep. spending all the time on the computer. And I think that was definitely really unhealthy. And I think the more I started, you know, I started running a lot. Uh, I remember getting up because I wouldn't sleep, right? And it was like 3 a.m. and I hadn't slept the night before as well. And I hadn't slept and I was like 3 a.m. and I was like, this is incredibly painful. So what I did was actually I would go out and I'd run like 10 kilometers or like five to five kilometers in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. I think I only did 10 kilometers like twice, but I, I would run around as much as I can uh, in the middle of the night. Now I'm not recommending doing that, like especially if you're not in a safe area for listening. Um, <laughs> uh, like what Kadzi said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that uh, if you're not in a safe area. Uh, I was just, I took a hardcore approach, um, because I felt like my situation was quite hardcore. So, yeah, so I, I'd run a lot. Um, and, uh, and also, yeah, so focusing. So what happened was, I think also the pandemic came in and, uh, I then shifted my focus to sort of staying away from COVID because everyone was so afraid of it. And, and then I, I, oh sort of gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think COVID We're, did a number on a lot of people's mental health because man, yeah. I know people that probably got OCD from just that whole era. Like it did a yeah, number on a lot. Yeah. I, I used to, I used to sanitize my mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's oh, interesting Tony, because I, it actually helped me and it's crazy yeah. in a crazy way because I, I went to live with my dad and I would, um, I would sanitize all the, the shopping and everything. And I had a purpose. Yeah. My purpose was greater than me and my struggle. And it was to protect my dad because he's elderly. Um, and so I became like a, a sanitizing, a sanitizing king, oh, a king or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sanitizing king. So it was like but you also, redirected from you to somebody else. Yeah. So I had a, a focus on somebody else. And I think that can help. So I think that's another, something else I would recommend, um, is, is shifting your focus to some, somebody else, helping somebody else. Like if yeah. you're feeling negative and you're feeling, you know, um, your focus is inward a lot, sometimes it's good to put it outward, you know, yeah. do something positive for someone else. So yeah, I, that helps me actually. And I already had a lot of training. I was already retreat. I had already retreated from the world. So it wasn't actually different to me, you know, um, being in lockdown. Um, but I guess it also and helped me. Austra- your Australia's yeah. lockdown was pretty bad. It was pretty like, brutal. I felt, yeah, really I mean, brutal. like I thought ours, ours was, I thought ours was bad, but then I heard about Australia and I was like, wow, that <laughs> ours was child's play compared to what you guys had to go. Yeah. We really was, did. We, d- we didn't want the virus at all to, to, to like, to I have anybody. a friend, I have a friend list and you couldn't even visit each other. Like if you were yeah. hold up with somebody, you had to stay hold up with that person and you couldn't like, all time. he was like, I haven't seen my parents in, you know, weeks. Da, da, da. And Six I'm like, months, Why? Months. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, cause you li- like literally legally can't. We and had like, like two cases what? in an area. The whole area we get locked down. Oh, the whole state we get locked down. It's m- m- crazy. It's madness. Yeah. <laughs> the two state. Yeah. So we, yeah, that, you know, I guess it was, you know, a new virus. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know politics because I'm not sure. Yeah. But my yeah. opinion was it was a new virus and, and no one, Nobody no one knew, knew how anything. deadly it was. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and we thought, okay, we have the resources to do this. Let's just lock everyone down. The government was actually paying people an absurd amount of money, like good wages to, to stay oh, indoors. Um, Should have moved. <laughs> <laughs> so in that sense, it was like, um, and you know, I'm sure a lot of that money ended up in Web3. 
Um, I know, right? <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, okay, you pay us. Okay, sure, we'll stay home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually, you know, I actually started my journey in lockdown in Web3. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely a fascinating time. But I actually, because I was sort of coming on the end of my mental health breakdown then, yeah, um, and I had this warrior mindset, so I wasn't that afraid of the virus, you know, um, at all. I was just sort of like in this strange, like nothing can hurt me state because I'd just been through eight months of terror. Yeah. Um, I started actually, that's when I started rebuilding my life. Like I was actually, you know, training, um, I was eating more. I, I, I was 57, like I said to you, it was 57 kilograms. I, I ended up okay. putting another, got, a, got myself up to 70 kilograms. I set up a gym oh, in no. my house. I was gymming, you know, um, I ended up uh, meeting my new partner who I'm still with today, you know, building a family. Uh, I ended up getting a new job, yeah. new role. And yeah, I just, I kept building my life. I just kept going. I was just like, I just want to, I don't want to go back to where I was, you know. Um, and even yeah. to this day, I'm, I'm still grinding to make sure I'm, you know, um, checking all those things, make sure I'm, I'm doing all those healthy habits in every single habits. day. I'm not always perfect. Yeah. It's, it's healthy habits, you know, making sure the water levels are high, check, checking yourself, like making sure you're focusing on positive stuff, if not focusing too much on myself, all those things I still do to this day. Um, yeah. I think web three, web three's definitely made it. I think, you know, when I got involved in web three, I definitely felt like I, I relapsed to badder habits, like, you know, staying up late, Eating unhealthily, um, DJing. You know, DJing. <laughs> it was fun. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of fun involved. Uh, you know, jumping it's, Discord. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, this, yeah. Discord, especially. Like, I sometimes I want to pull my hair out. Just if I hop on Discord and I see the <laughs> amount of Discords I'm in, I'm like, what yeah. is the nice, you know, now sit down and I'll probably start like leaving the ones that I'm not active in or I'm not a holder or whatnot. Um, but it's Definitely. still like, I don't know. I'm still in like maybe 60 plus discords. Like why? Why am I in this many discords? It's 24 hours in a day. If I spend an yeah. hour a day, I still wouldn't be able to catch up and then do Twitter and then do, yeah. um, spaces and then still have to do my art. And then, so it's, it can be, it can be a, a whole lot. Um, but one thing oh, I absolutely. wanted to, yeah, one thing I wanted to, you know, touch on before we wrap the show i think we gone over a little bit <laughs> um i think yes, my hair is really in um taking everything in and you know learning like one thing i i think i i'm taking away from this is um very important is a saying that we always say in web3 and you know it sounds funny when we say it but when you really think about it because you said you got out you went running you you know, went back into society and that it helped you a lot. Um, it's that saying, go out and touch grass. And you know, when we say, we say it like, and we start laughing, like, ha ha ha, that's funny. Go out and touch grass. Um, but when you really think about it, that saying is very important. Go out and touch Dreamland. grass, break, break yeah. away from, you know, these things, redirect your focus into things you can control. You didn't get that yeah. allow list. Don't worry about it. You cannot that's control it. that. Let it yeah. go. Move on. And a lot of people need to hear that. You um didn't sell art today. Don't worry about it. Let it go. Try it the next day, right? Or do it the way you want to do it. Like, I'm taking charge of my Web3 life, 
like I've stopped. Like I saw that some of the way everybody was doing their thing wasn't working for me. It wasn't helping me. I stopped it. I don't have to jump on Twitter every day to, Oh, I sell art. Oh, I sell <laughs> art. When I know that, <laughs> I mean, it, some people do it, but I know it just, it does not help me. It does not help me mentally. Cause I'm not, um, when I say forward facing, I'm not somebody that likes to push, be push. Um, if that makes any sense, right? I feel awkward when I'm like being too pushy, right? I just, I like things to flow naturally. I like to talk about my art. Oh, I did this and let it be fun. When it stops being fun, then it might be time to redirect your focus and take a step back and tell yourself, um, you know, maybe I need to change the way I'm doing things before it escalates. Cause I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen people leave because, you know, my mental health is, um, they're like, my mental health is shit. I can't take this anymore. This place is ruining me. And I'm like sitting there like, how is it ruining you? Just, you know, disconnect, disconnect and come back. We'll be here. You know, and people feel like they're going to miss out. You're not missing out on anything. That's not going to happen again in two weeks, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I totally, I feel that. And I think, yeah, I think that's, yeah, you summarized it perfectly, Tony. Yeah, it's about really just um, letting go, you know, of what you can't control and, and just being okay with the outcome and and just going, uh-huh. okay, I'm going to try again. I'm going to get up and try again. That's cool. You know, have fun, you know, like. Exactly. You might get that good mint one day. You might join that amazing community and make those friends, you know, Um just got to, you really just got to stay positive and, and continue to, to, to make sure that you check, check yourself, make sure you're being, you're healthy and your mental health's good. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And put your mental health first. It's so important because if you don't put your mental health first, you just told us how it affected your physical health. Like some people argue, oh, the mind doesn't control your, of course it does. The mind controls your body. Literally. Uh. And you saw it firsthand how, you know, something going on in your mind affected your body. You couldn't walk. So, yeah. you know, I'll say again, you know, make sure um, whoever's listening, make sure you put your mental health first. If you feel yourself, um, something doesn't feel right, take a step back, take a deep breath, you know, go out and touch grass. Okay. And if you need to t- retouch that grass, retouch that grass till you get yourself to a place where, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I feel good. And if you don't like Roll touching grass, grass, you're, if you if to, you're you know allergic I mean? to Roll grass, touch grass. air. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. <laughs> if you're allergic <laughs> yeah. to grass, touch air, but get out there, yeah. you know, get some fresh air. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I, I was telling you that I was up till 4 a.m. Um, yes, Tony, bad Tony. Um, and I don't want to say I was DJing. I kind of partially was, but I, I had some things I had to do. Um, and then the process got on my computer, which I probably shouldn't have. Um, but then I know that, um, today I have maybe two meetings and then I'm just going to take a break, right? Cause I know I, I need to catch up on whatever sleep I didn't get. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm also learning, you know, I think we're all learning, even you, um, Cad Zentra, even with your Absolutely. experiences, um, every day is like a new opportunity to learn. Um, yes. All right. Um, we're, we're at the, we're, I would say at the hour because we've gone yeah. over. <laughs> um, but is, I know. It, um, is there anything else you want to, 
um, tell our listeners um, that you feel may be helpful to them before I wrap the show? Absolutely. Um, if anyone is listening and, and wants to talk to me um, one-on-one about a situation and, and share their mental health experiences, at um, Kadzyman is my Twitter. Uh, feel free to DM me anytime. Uh, Could you spell it? Could you spell it out for them? So yeah, so at Kadzy C A D Z Y M A N, Kadzy Man. Um, And yeah, and and come and follow us at at Wellbeings underscore X Y Z. It's X for Zulu, Y for Yankees, Z for Zulu. Um, And yeah, give us a follow, and and we've definitely got some exciting stuff coming up. Um, And we're we're all about supporting people at well-beings and uh, really focusing on, on keeping people well in Web3. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Tony. Really appreciate it. This is heaps of fun. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. I, I love how Australia and um, England, you say Z, and America, you say Z. <laughs> Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah. America always tries to stand out. There's, we're annoying. <laughs> no, I love, we do I love, everything I different. We, you, guys say, <laughs> you guys spell check. C H E Q U E, right? Or is it yeah, C H? Everybody does. Every like every other country spells it C H E Q E. For America, C H E C K. America's like, we're gonna be different. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much, Kadzi. Um. It was very um nice having you on the show. I enjoyed the conversation, and most importantly, I hope this is helpful to somebody that is listening. Um. You know. Um, to make sure that they do take care of themselves and to know to look out for signs that something is up. Um, and if you're unable to get help, there are resources out there. There are resources out there that you can look out for and seek um, that can help you. Don't do it alone. If you have trusted family that you can reach out to, friends um, that you can reach out to, do that. Um, but do not do it alone. All right, that is it for this episode of the NFT Talk Show Podcast. Um, You know what it is. I am Tony Payne. Um, Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell 10 friends, to tell 20 friends. Gosh, we're telling a lot of people to tell them that tokens are coming. Yes. (laughs) You thought I was going to say just tell a friend. Yes, tokens are coming. Our eight. TF episode is around the corner. Yay for us. We're going to celebrate um, and tokens are coming and I will be talking about tokens in the next episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. Yay. Alrighty, that's it. I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.